You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by the fastest growing social media app for hunters and fishermen and the name of that app is go wild you can find out more about go wild by visiting their website time to go wild.com or you can go to google play store or wherever you download your apps and just search go wild it's a kick-ass app designed specifically for outdoor enthusiasts so give it a try Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. All right, on the phone with me right now, Mr. Chris Stuckel. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for... uh... Thanks for having me on your your show. I really appreciate it, Dan. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you are the owner, operator, inventor of Field Torque Knives, and we're going to get into all that here in just a little bit. But you know, as is common tradition on this podcast, we like to BS a little bit. So, my first question to you is: Where do you live, and how has your hunting season been so far? Well, I live in northeastern Wisconsin in Nina, and. Uh, the, the weather up here this time of year is mixed, and uh, I'm expecting possibly some delayed flight tomorrow, so we'll see how that works out. But uh, the hunting season has been a season of does, and uh, I have not shot a buck this year, but um, I've got uh, a number of does. Uh, the, the two does, the first does, were actually uh, to help shoot a commercial uh, for for field torque knives, of course, and I had my son Bennett in on the commercial as well, and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, we uh, were at Hogsback Ranch in in uh, northern Wisconsin, up at Gilman, and uh, we got a couple of does on film and and put a commercial together. Um, and then our the next one that I got was down in uh, Baraboo, Wisconsin. I hunt with this 80 year old gentleman from Fond du Lac. And he hasn't been out hunting for four years, or at least hasn't, wouldn't have had the opportunity to. Um, but I make it a, you know, an extra effort to help him get out into the field and kind of keep him active and that sort of thing. And we were able to get a doe this year out there. Um, another one was, uh, Winne- was a Winnebago County uh, uh, doe. And this one, unfortunately, was injured by a car, so we had to put it down. And uh, so I went out to the scene and did that and did a, a field dressing and got a little bit of that on video and things that I keep on my YouTube site. 
Um, and then the last one, I haven't got it yet. <laughs> I was supposed to go on a hunt this afternoon, but uh, um, it, the weather is just kind of up in the air right now. Um, wind's kind of out of the wrong direction. And I've got a podcast to do, so I'm in good, <laughs> good hands here with you, Dan. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, I, I hope I am never responsible for someone hopping on the podcast but missing out on the opportunity of like a, this once in a lifetime giant buck that walks in front of your stand and trail camera <laughs> at the exact moment where you're recording the podcast, but should be out <laughs> in a tree stand. Yeah. I've, I've got some pretty good film, uh, you know, put up some trail cams and stuff and, and, uh, got this, uh, this deer coming in. It's like clockwork. So it's actually going to come in right at three o'clock. So here we are. <laughs> Let's are you, make it good. <laughs> are you serious? Serious, yep. Oh, yep. my God. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. If I, and this is going to sound like I'm a shitty person, but if I had a buck of, you know, a big shooter buck or a hit lister buck walking in front of my trail camera, I would cancel this podcast in a heartbeat. <laughs> Just for you, Dan. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll keep her running. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, this, is, this is great. I've been waiting actually four years to get on this property. So, that's just to oh say something God. about that. Uh, All right. Well, yeah, we will make yeah, it good, so. man. So, um, so you got a buck. You sounds like uh, were you, were you holding out for a specific buck the entire season? Is that why you haven't killed a buck, or just kind of well, hit and miss? <laughs> it is. It is timing more than anything. You know, I I put uh, um, others before me, and yeah. I figure that there's always there's always gonna be time left in that bucket for for me time so i fill it up with other people's uh, needs and wants first and then at the the last last minute right i mean we're talking uh you know archery season late season could be could be really cold out there it's it is cold you know it's it's in the 20s you know it's it's below freezing so yeah gotcha gotcha well good luck the rest of the season man now field torque right it's a it's a unique knife yes, and first off I, I just want you to describe the knife and then i want to i want to go all the way back to the very beginning all right so first off describe uh, the field torque knife and and then what it does well the field torque knife is a knife that is Basically, it's about 90% enclosed. The blade is an interior uh, type of uh, concave uh, shape. And what that does is allow, it's twofold really. What that allows um, you to do is to uh, use it as a zip blade without cutting the gut. And you can just unzip your your game animal in no time. Right. Um, Second of all, um, it is an ultra safe knife because of that interior blade design. Um, it also has blunt points on it, uh, so it's a non-stabbing knife. Um, and we'll get into that with your next question. Uh, the knife is about six ounces. Comes with a ballistic nylon sheath. Comes with a sharpener. Um, some people say that it would be tricky to sharpen, but actually, it's it's quite the opposite. Um, that with held, holding it with the long blade down because it's a two-blade type of configuration. Holding it with the long blade down, put the included sharpener on the long blade, and just like you're scooping ice cream, it's just like scoop, scoop, and you do that a couple of times, and you're good to go. It holds an edge extremely well, and it comes in two models. Um, one is Pocketwood. It's a resin-infused handle, 
It's much like gun stock material. And the second is um, a fiberglass reinforced nylon, orange, checkered. So it's got some thumb, thumb jumping also, some um, little grooves like on the, uh, on the spine of the knife, on the back side of the knife for extra grip. So it's a very functional knife, very heavy duty. The blade is about four millimeters or five thirty seconds of an inch thick, high carbon stainless steel. We heat treat it to 58 Rockwell. Um, and it comes with this extra piece that I came up with uh, about a year and a half ago. It's called the Torque Assist. And what that does is it uh, is slid onto the longer blade. Now, this allows uh, the user to uh, use leverage when cutting through bone, such as the sternum or the pelvic bone. Um, it covers up that longer blade, uh, creates it basically into a pry bar or a lever, and the short blade goes underneath. You lift up on the handle. It creates a four-to-one mechanical advantage, and you can cut through pelvic bone with it. It is just a fantastic tool. So um, reducing the number of uh, tools you carry with you out to the field, uh, incre- in increasing hunter safety, and decreasing the amount of time that it takes to field dress an animal, as well as, um, as, as, well as creating a clean carcass, a cleaner carcass, because uh, of a technique, um, you know, how to uh, uh, field dress the animal. I start from the sternum and go down in the, in the direction of the hair's lane. Gotcha. There's a few reasons for that. Maybe we can get into that a bit. I'll give you a chance to, to ask some more questions here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, at the ATA show last year, uh, my buddy, Ryan, who I take every year with me, and he, he helps me out at the ATA show. And he runs into your booth, and he's sitting there looking at it. And he and um, after the show that day, he comes up to me, and he starts talking to me. He's all He's like really excited about this knife and i i was just ignoring him because i i was saying dude it's just a knife what are you so jacked up about he's like dude look at all the cool things it can do i'm gonna buy one before i leave and blah 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 and uh, i'm just like dude it's a knife there's a million knives out there (laughs) who cares right and then i i you know i come back around full circle and i i look into this knife a little bit and it's it's a pretty cool design pretty interesting now going all the way back because innovation comes from necessity (laughs) at some point and Mm -hmm. when did you get the idea or when did this whole thing begin to say i want to redesign a knife for gutting deer yeah dan well this happened um a long time ago um i was basically in college at the time uh, this was in the 1990s, and there was a, a gentleman, a hunter, who uh, was in the northern woods of Minnesota, and he had a buck down, and he was uh, using his, I don't know, it was a, it was a you know, standard, a traditional shaped knife, um, like, a, uh, like a buck knife or a Gerber or something like that, just to throw out some, some names there that, you know, you're familiar with those types of knives. Uh, it's the typical drop point style, you know, pointed and have the open, um, exposed blade and all that. And he was, um, you know, cutting around, um, down by the, the genitals down there and, and his knife had slipped and it, he, uh, was using, you know, quite a bit of force or something. And it had, it had enough force to puncture his leg. He, he uh, drove the, the knife right into his leg, cutting, cutting femoral artery. Um, he bled out died on the, on the scene, basically, out in the woods, out in the middle of nowhere by himself. Um, and I heard about that on the news. 
and that had such an impact on me. I decided, you know, how many times have I almost did something similar to that or, or cut myself or, you know, had struggled cutting the pelvic bone or, you know, at, at some point you're just like, you know what, screw it. I'm not going to cut the pelvic bone. I'm just going to core this thing out and then, then drag the rectum back up through it and be done with it. Um, you know, some people do that. Um, nothing wrong with that, but I feel that if, um, there's an easy way to cut the pelvic bone, you're able to just, um, basically roll the intestines and everything right out the back end. Everything follows. There's nothing left inside and it leaves for such a clean carcass. But that basically was the beginning of field torque knives, um, from the tragic accident that happened there. And that's my own necessity of, of wanting, you know, something that's going to really work and, and, um, do, do the job and do it safely. So, so how many times, like, okay, that inspired you, right? That accident Mm -hmm. inspired you to come up with something. What did the first couple designs look like? Were there anything that resembled (laughs) what you have right now? I mean, how did you sit down and turn a Mm -hmm. regular knife into the field torque knife? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a visual kind of guy and, um, I, I grew up on a farm and, uh, I, I, uh, kind of made things, you know, if you, you're out in a rural community and, and you're, um, you need something, a lot of times you don't have it on hand. So you just make it up. Yeah. And you, um, you create something that, that works. So I kind of sat down at the table that evening and thought about what it needed to do and drew out a design and uh from there the field torque knife was born i went out into the garage picked up a you know a blowtorch cut out out of a piece of steel the basic shape it was crude but um you know sharpened it on the hand grinder and used it that year and you know what it actually worked and i thought you know i'm onto something here um after a few iterations of this and when i when i say a few i mean six iterations i think is what i'm at now um, and it is, it is, uh, is an awesome, awesome tool. Okay. So once you, you know, you, you designed it, right. Mm-hmm. You have to go through a, a testing stage, right. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if, if the end goal is for a hunter to be able to clean or, you know, gut a deer, clean a deer easier I would assume that the the testing would be to clean as many deer as possible to find out whether or not, you know, it, th- these versions of this knife are actually working. So what did testing look like uh, for you? Oh, yeah. Um, well, uh, in the early uh, stages of the game, um, game farms really weren't around. So, I mean, we had to uh, shoot as many deer as we could and, you know, and hey, I got a deer down over here. Come on over, and then I would hoof it over to the other end of the woods, and um, my brother would have a deer down, and and I'd go through the um, the field dressing of it, and kind of making mental notes on what I needed to do uh, to to make to improve it, basically. Um, so you know, iteration after iteration, um, you know, doing the uh, uh, there's like a a test that you can do, and I actually have this on my Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com/slash uh, Fieldwork. Um, I, I have, um, uh, a, uh, it's basically a scale, um, a Rapala, uh, fish scale goes up to 50 pounds. I hook that in the back 
um, lanyard hole. And I pull that when it's hooked onto the pelvic bone, for example, and I get up to 20, 30 pounds, crack, and it breaks the pelvic bone. So that's that's great. That's that's perfect. I think uh, most people are capable of lifting 20 pounds. I think that this will work. So um, it's it's iterations. It's looking at um, what you what you uh, what you do, what you struggle with, um, making it bigger. For example, between the two blades, you have to think of it. Um, not all deer are the same. Some are bigger. Some are smaller. Some are um, you know younger older, what, what have you. Um, so you make, uh, the, and actually here's a, an interesting story is, is that er, early on in the, uh, in the development of the field torque knife, um, I had, was on my, I think my fifth deer, you know, just basically putting this thing through its paces and the blade, the bottom blade snapped. And I'm like, geez, you know, okay. And almost in disbelief. And I looked at the steel, I'm like, you know what? It's not thick enough. So I'm at I'm at uh, um, one eighth of an inch, typical um, thickness for a blade for a knife blade. So then I went moved that up a little bit. Um, we're now at four millimeters thick, which, like I said, is five thirty seconds of an inch, and that's working really well. I have not had any failures at all. I've tested it up to four hundred pounds, and um, that's actually where the torque assist comes into play is that uh, um, during this, this development cycle is that, that we needed a way to uh, prevent users from over-torquing it. Say somebody put 100 pounds of force on that, then you're, you're, that's, in the, that's in the zone where you know, things start getting kind of, uh, kind, of, kind of shaky there. So we put the torque assist on, came up with that, like I said, a year and a half ago. And what that does is that um, that torque assist acts as a pressure relief valve. And when that breaks, or if that would break, um, and it really doesn't because um, it would take a tremendous amount of force in order to do that. But uh, sometimes it would if, it, if it's, uh, you know, pelvic, uh, the pelvic bones are not all made the same. Some bone densities are different. But that would break, then you'd know, well, I've got to core this one out. And I actually have only had to do that once, and I've field, field dressed hundreds of deer. Gotcha. So, so as... Yeah. How, how different does the first version then look and function mm, from mm-hmm. the, 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 the brand new newest final version that you have right now? Sure. The first version had a smaller distance between the two blades and, um, you know, you, I, it would fit onto some of the smaller deer, but not onto a larger deer. So then I knew at that point that I had to increase the, uh, the size and, and I also increased the length of the blades um, to, um, accommodate more of a, a knife type of feel and use. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've basically increased every increase the size of everything there is about the field torque knife. Um, the length of it for, for leverage purposes, um, the, you know, the length of the blades and the thickness of the blades and the distance between the two blades. So it's really been beefed up and, uh, and expanded to even like, accommodate the pelvic bone of an elk. Yeah. Okay. And that, mm-hmm. and so is this a product that can, like continues to will continue to evolve uh, or is it uh, like is the functionality meet where it needs to be? I mean Oh yeah. I yeah. mean is there is there a 7.0 version coming eight like other than, <laughs> other than, other than some, you know, small details to mm-hmm. maybe like the handle or stuff. I mean is the 
the the cutting purpose the the blade oh, yeah. itself is that reached an end for you you know um i am very satisfied with where the field torque knife is in terms of the design of the knife itself i do have a a dot x version for the torque assist coming out next year though a um, little bit about that is that the torque assist right now uh, it's it's plenty beefy. It'll handle the job. It does the job very well. The thing is that I can improve this. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make the uh, bottom part of that, which comes into contact with the pubic symposium. It's where the two bones of the, um, of the pelvic girdle come together and they fuse. That fuses into an upward type of shape. And um, the, the current torque assist is pretty much flat on the bottom. Um, so you have to kind of concentrate on keeping it on there. The new improvement next year will be a concave shape so that it can just lock onto that, that pubic symposium and it'll be centered automatically and stay on there. And that's, that is really, that's really it. I mean, that it's a, such a, um, um, a, a great tool. It's been through its iterations. It's been field tested. And I think that I am very certain actually that we are where, where we should be today. That's awesome. All right, so, you know, when when a design like this comes out, right, and you've put so much time and energy into, you know, I guess refining this knife and getting it to where it needs to be, you know, companies reach a point where, okay, now we have to expand into maybe another product or uh, a different version of this, or just maybe a regular yep. old knife or something. What's what are the, what's the next step with the company uh, as a, I guess a quote unquote knife company? Oh yeah, well that that is um, that's evolving, and uh, the field torque field torque knives uh, LLC. I think what I foresee in the not too distant future is becoming field torque products. Okay. And the reason for that is because, um, I, I have these ideas, you know, I have, I'm, I'm sort of a inventive, uh, uh, process improvement kind of guy. And I see something that I, and I try to make something that is better. Um, for example, okay. Two summers ago, my dad and I were out, uh, sun fishing. Okay. And we were using, you know, regular sunfish hooks and that, and, you know, the fish were really biting. We're having a great time. Um, and uh, we're both catching a lot of fish. But the thing is that those hooks were getting lodged into it. You know, they were just swallowing it so hard right away, so fast. Boom, they just inhale it. And they would go down into the into the throat or into the, the gills. Uh, and uh, um, I thought, geez, let me see what I can do to to uh, prevent that from happening. So I fashioned a hook right out in the boat and I was doing some field testing right there with, uh, with this, this hook that I had, you know, uh, created out, out in the boat. And let me tell you, I did not need a pliers. I did not need anything after that. I did not have any, I had zero fish mortality. Um, it was fantastic. And, and I was just catching them one after the other and unhooking and back in the water, my dad, he was like, you know, he would hook them and he'd bring them up and he'd spend two, three minutes, you know, trying to get this thing out of the gills or out of, trying not to damage the fish. And, you know, but he had fish mortality and it was taking him longer. And I had caught my limit before he had caught half his limit. Then I started culling because they weren't, they weren't, uh, it, 
it's basically catching the fish in the upper lip. So I'm really excited about this product. It's, it's, um, it's not, it, it, it's not uh, uh, been patented or anything at this point, but I think that that product is, is huge. And, um, you know, Fuel Torque Knives is probably going to turn, turn into Fuel Torque Products just because of my own inventiveness and in bringing things to market. Gotcha. So you're, you're, you're jumping from basically big game to fish yeah. and, which is completely different yeah. it, do, do you feel that it's going to be under the field torque brand or is this going to be a completely different brand where you uh have a new you know new logo new business name yeah. started all up over again to, to really get that fish yeah out? I, I really haven't um, uh, thought about, well, I kind of have thought about that per se, but um, that's the thing is that I might have one idea in this in this area, another idea in that area, and it would be field hard products, or I might just take the, this, this patented idea. Um, I've got some drawings done already, professional drawings and that sort of thing. Uh, bring it to one of these companies who, who that's their business, right? They've done this for years. They're established. They've got the distribution networks all set up and just kind of say, here you go. Here's my product. Royalty? Royalty? Anybody for royalty? Okay. And then just move along from there. Gotcha. Um, protecting, a, protecting a patent can be very expensive. So um, rather than, than uh, uh, you know, kind of chasing that down and myself, I think that I would, you know, kind of uh, – Develop it, you know, design it, develop it, and then um, sell it to one of the larger companies. So, gotcha. Cool, man. That's that's kind of where I'm looking for, looking to go with that one. But I'm really excited about that. That's that'd be huge for anybody who fishes, and I'm sure that uh, a lot of the audience who hunts they also fish. Yeah. All right. Now, going back to the knife here, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's a multi-use tool. You know, because for me, I use a knife to open up the the cavity right and then i Mm -hmm. use a knife to cut the trachea and then um, i use actually a handsaw to cut the pelvic bone to open it up and then i i pull everything out Um, so this is a multi-use tool that does absolutely all of that why should Mm -hmm. you know convince me and the listeners why we need to buy one of these field torque knives and have it in our backpack with us Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, like as, as you said, uh, the field torque knife does everything. So you can no longer do you need to purchase a a uh, another product. No longer do you need to carry another product with you. Um, and when you're using the field torque knife to cut the pelvic bone, if you decide to do so, um, that the underside of the shorter blade, the spine of that shorter blade it's not sharpened at all. So when you're using that to cut through that pelvis, um, the, the bladder is right underneath that pelvic bone. Had I been using a, a saw or a hatchet um, or any other tool, um, odds are that that bladder, which potentially is full, uh, would then become emptied into, your, into the carcass and that taints the meat and, and ruins that. Um, from a safety perspective, the field torque knife is totally enclosed. Uh, it has maybe about three quarters of an inch of exposed blade because that longer blade is, is a little bit long. You know, the top blade is a little bit longer. Um, 
but for the most part, right, it is totally completely in, enclosed, making it a safer knife, non, non-pointed, blunt points on it. Um, you can use it for unzipping. It's very safe to use and handle. It does very quick work of, of uh, any big game animal because you have all of the tools that you need right there in one one tool. Cool. So, oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It does everything. <laughs> so how long have you guys been in business? Uh, we started in 2012. 2012. Okay. So, so you guys, you guys yep, have so like had your foot years. in the door for, for a while now. Okay, cool. Um, mm-hmm. So... Uh, in the email that we bounced back and forth, you said you were going to give a discount code to the listeners. Yes, why don't, you, why don't you share with us what that is and where where we need to go and how we need to do it? Okay, so um, let's let's use um, because I was going to come up with this uh, before the show, but didn't have time because I was running over to uh, um, my meat processor. Um, it will be. How does uh, nine Christmas sound? Nine and that will Christmas. Be, okay. Yep. Like like nine finger chronicles. I <laughs> got it. Nine Christmas. Nine and Christmas. And you can and maybe maybe we should uh, maybe we should spell it out right or or should we just use the letter the number nine? The number nine and the word Christmas all all together no spaces. That's correct. And what's that what's that going to get them? That would get them ten dollars off, okay, as well as free shipping. Free shipping. Okay. So we can do we can deliver before Christmas, send everything out um, from our location, and reach anywhere in the continental U.S. Um, if you have your order placed by December twentieth. Gotcha. Sounds good. All right, you heard it. Nine Christmas gets you ten dollars off. Uh, of a field torque knife and free shipping uh, so that's a pretty good value hey man I, I I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to hop on the podcast chat about the products or the product and the future of the company and whatnot how it all all comes together and how it you know came from you know a tragic accident and just a complete redesign of a knife man I, I find I find the first year of a company probably the most exciting or the most interesting from from my standpoint uh, and uh, thanks for coming on and, and sharing your story with us oh you bet Dan thank you so much for having me really enjoyed the uh, podcast today um, and good luck to everybody out there who still has an empty tag or maybe uh, um, got got uh, some venison that's ready to go into the oven enjoy 